75, that's right, 75 episodes of Mike's Open Journal. This episode uh, was, I think, the first or the second one that I'm recording for you guys where I was face-to-face with someone while we were talking about mental health. It was a really, really cool experience to sit down and talk with Lydia uh, about our experiences, our thoughts uh, on mental health and a range of different things. And it was really cool just to sit down on a Friday evening, chill uh, and have a chat about whatever we wanted, really. I think this episode is a slightly longer one. I'm not too sure about the timing. Um, And it definitely is a bit more random in places. But thank you very much to you guys for tuning in. Thank you very much to Lydia for coming onto the podcast. Uh, It was just, it was a really cool experience. Um, On this episode, there won't be a link to Lydia's uh, profile, uh, just because she wants to remain a little bit anonymous. Um, So Lydia is not actually her name and there won't be a link to any social media or anything like that. Um, But a big thank you to her for coming on to the podcast and just sitting down and chatting with me, uh, I think about a week ago now. Um, And it was, yeah, it was just really, really cool. So hopefully we're able to do it again. Hopefully I can get a few more guys to come onto the podcast that maybe live a little bit more locally, uh, where we can just sit down and chill and have a chat uh, about our own experiences as well. Thank you to you guys for tuning in. Remember all of the information to do with the podcast, the blog, and everything else that goes on is on mikesopenjournal.com. If you want to come onto the podcast in the future, do get in contact. You can do that through the website, through Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, although not many people seem to send messages on Instagram. Uh, so yeah, you can do it in all those places. Please do listen, whether that's on iTunes, Acast, SoundCloud, uh, or anywhere else that you're listening to it as well. Thank you very much. And I'm going to throw you straight in to our conversation that took part about a week ago um, and I'm still chuckling at some of the conversations and uh, looking forward to having a chat with Lydia again soon. When I've done it before it's been like for a couple of different events and then okay. like oh it's cool because you say to the person like yeah right fine and you sit down and talk about it and like yeah. oh all the rest of the times it's been online oh, and okay. then it's quite nice because you like can sit there and it's been good for me because I can chat to people that are like miles away. Yeah yeah. But you do miss out on the like the couple of times when I've gone out with friends and you sit down and like it's nice just to chat more with sort your friends. Yeah, and you're just talking with like a yeah. real person. Yeah. It's quite nice. But um yeah, I think it's different when you're younger. Mm. And it's weird because like a lot of the people that I've spoken to now mm. are people that have experienced stuff while they are younger. Yeah. And although I can look back and go, oh, that, 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 that. Yeah. Actually, most of mine's like, in the last few years. Okay. So, it's interesting to see, like... Yeah. Because so many people go, like, oh, when I was, like, teenager, that's where it all stems from. Yeah. And I think, oh, I can look back and go, oh, part of it's, like, parents and... Yeah, like, contributions. And, yeah. But mine's all recent, and I find that, like, that's interesting as yeah. well. Because you're like, oh, you can just have a break... Mm. Um, it does yeah I don't know it is different yeah I I don't know because I think like for me where I was so much younger and I've now spent probably in fact I've spent more of my life with a mental yeah. health yeah um, I don't want to say problem but illness illness yeah, yeah illness is a better word um, then 
not, it's hard to know as well. Because you want to go like, well, that doesn't define me. But actually, that is a huge part of mm. who I am. Like, my decisions are made not even consciously a lot of the time based on my mental health because yeah. you know it's like well I know that if I do this and this that's going to make my mental health worse mm. or yeah it's hard to know how much is actually I your think, own personality yeah. and how much is it's hard, and yeah. I think it's because you get caught up in that like oh I'm not the illness yeah and sometimes I think it's almost like we try to separate it as much as other yeah. people, and you're like, actually, it's just like, I guess, I don't know, being left-handed or whatever. Yeah, Like, I it's part of who you are, and it is going to inform, like, the decisions you make. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not going to be 100% of mm. whatever, but it is going to affect that, and I think that does, it does make a difference, and sometimes mm. you get so caught up in the, am I doing this because... Like, I feel this way. Yeah. Am I, like, am I not going to go out and see people because, actually, I feel really down and it's my mental health? Or, like, actually, am it's I... part of it, just I'm really tired. Yeah. Um, or is and... it just that I'm really unsocial? Yeah. <laughs> I just really hate those people. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I just need to be honest. I don't like you. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually using my mental health yeah. to cover up. <laughs> Why can't I do that for work? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, like, I think, like you say, the sharing it online is a big thing. Yeah. Um, and I've had, I think generally, like, 90% positive stuff. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the time, I don't know if you find it, but it's from people that you don't really talk to. And I think it's yeah. because they maybe, they maybe feel more able to go, oh, I didn't realise, or talk to you yeah because I think I struggle more with the people that I saw on a regular basis because it's like oh actually when I saw you last week and I said I was okay I really wasn't yeah whereas if I haven't spoken to you for like six months or a year actually we've just we haven't been speaking so mm. it's not like you've ignored or I've yeah. missed out on talking to you you just wouldn't have known see I think from like my experience I tend to when I'm actually seeing or even just like messaging friends mm. I tend to not reach out to them mm. because of my previous experiences of when I do reach out, people get scared or they they don't know what to do, so they back away. Yeah. And I kind of feel like my friendship group gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. So even when I do reach out, mm. I very much water it down. So like when I'm saying, oh yeah, I don't feel too good, Actually, what I'm saying is I'm literally just about got my head above water, mm. you know. So it's... But in terms of online, like I said, I tend to hide behind. <laughs> I'm, Share I'm, someone else's positive yeah, mental health. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm not very good at... I don't know if it's kind of like a family thing or like a British sort of... Mm. That stiff upper lip thing, which is actually a huge detrimental effect because yeah. obviously you end up then isolating yourself because of that but I think I worry about other people's reactions like family as well of mm. I don't don't necessarily I don't want them to get upset or and I I don't know I kind of want the I guess it's that perception of how you're doing as well it's hard as well because it's sometimes like oh 
if you share something today, yeah. and they're like, oh, my God, oh, I'm really sorry you feel like that, yeah. oh, let's do something. And like, yeah, it's cool you acknowledge that, but actually, like, this is pretty much a regular day for me. I feel yeah. shit every day. <laughs> yeah. like, it's... Um, and it's almost like the, oh, because I've been able to share it with you today, you feel like today's a particularly bad yeah. day. And like, it could be. But the likelihood is it's probably just it's a little bit worse than yeah. the other days when actually all the other days I still feel like shit. Um, and I think that's the thing sometimes people miss out on. Yeah. And it's like the... Like I know recently there's been loads of like really cool like the stories online. Yeah. There's people talking about essentially like a recovery process. Yeah. And like that is awesome. But there's so many people that sit either still in that process yeah. right at the beginning or nowhere near a recovery yeah and like it's acknowledging that as See, well I find sometimes. recovery a weird thing I for me I think because I spent so long and it's probably not something that people necessarily want to hear but I don't see it as something that I'll recover from mm. I I think I'm kind of like well this is me now I will probably be medicated in some way for my whole life. Mm. And I have to view that in the same way as if I'd had a diagnosis for diabetes. Yeah. No one would think anything of saying, yeah. take your insulin, yeah. take your, you know, whatever. Um, and that's going to be you for the rest of your life. But with, I find quite often when people say you're on medication, okay, so when are you going to work to get off that? Mm. Oh, actually... The times when I've been off the medication yeah. have you not been not that believe. great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, you think it's, it's a bit rubbish now. Yeah, I think it's that. It is that crossover, isn't it? Yeah. It's how you perceive? Because um, I think different people have different thoughts on what yeah. recovery is, and I think I I've never really felt like oh I'm in recovery yeah. or I have recovery or anything, and I think it's more. I don't know, I think very early on, almost straight away, it was never a case of, let's get better, and I hate, mm-hmm. I, like, I have used it a couple of times, but I consciously try to avoid it, because I don't, it's not about getting better, no. it's about accepting, Managing. this is going to be with you for a long time, whether it's for the rest of your life or not, it doesn't matter, yeah. it's going to be a long time, and it's about being able to, to I think, like, manage better, yeah. And for me, it was about trying to understand, like, okay, what what's affecting me? Like, how can I try to lessen that yeah. impact? And how can I understand what it is? It was never, how can I stop this from happening? Yeah. Um, and I think there's, like, the positive side to that. that it's not like, oh, my God, I have to get better. Yeah. And there's not a pressure to say, I want to get to a stage where I'm no longer needing, like, therapy or medication mm. or whatever. But at the same time, you're like, oh... Yeah. You're going to be like this to some extent, probably for most of your life. Yeah. And that's a really hard thing. It's I an think, exhausting thought as well, isn't it? And, um, like, to me, like, I noticed that, um, like, I had spells where I had episodes, so mm-hmm. it'd last, like, hours. Okay. Whereas now, when it happens, it's, like, minutes, and okay. it can be, like, a really short period of time. Like, that's my process, or my yeah. recovery, of... It's less intense and it's less frequent. Mm. It's not a case of it's not going to happen. It's just yeah. a case of when it happens, it's less intrusive, I suppose. Mm. And I think it's understanding yeah. where you sit. And some people maybe can recover 
more from stuff. I think especially if you're younger, there's so much going on anyway yeah. that you've probably got a lot of stuff that sits compacted. And yeah. it's not until you have more, for lack of a better life experience, that mm. some of it levels out and spreads yeah. out. And I think sometimes that's maybe where people think, oh, there's recovery from mm. that. It's not really recovery, it's just more spread yeah. across your person. Yeah. Um, and then if you're older and something happens, maybe it's a natural, like, or you're impacted by a death yeah. or the end of a relationship or whatever, you have a grieving process to go through. Yeah. Um, and you will, like, suffer effects of, like, anxiety or depression or whatever. Yeah. But you're not necessarily like clinically. Yeah, with so that, that, uh, that's kind of like more of a reactive depression yeah. or reactive anxiety, which hopefully will be for a relatively short term, mm. and then you'll sort of return to your normal inverted commas yeah. <laughs> baseline. Yeah. Um, so it, yeah. But I just, you know, going back to like what you were saying about how people sort of see the posts yeah. and they're like, oh yeah, go on this day. I can remember um, one of my jobs, I, my sickness had been really bad for a long time and I tend to go through bouts where my sickness will be terrible and then I'll get to a stage where I can manage a bit better and it'll start to get a bit mm. better. But I, someone had complained to my manager, oh, she's off sick all the time. But she made dinner for her boyfriend the other night. Mm. And I was like, okay, so if I'm off sick, I'm supposed to... You've got to be bed-bound. I've got to be bed-bound, <laughs> yeah. you know. Don't see anyone. And actually, the fact that he'd come round and I'd made dinner, that was part of me trying to get better mm. so that I could get to work. Yeah. If I'd been bed-bound, I probably would have had another week off. Mm. So it's kind of, it's that lack of understanding of if you're off sick, then you must stay in your house. You must not go out. Mm. And actually, when it's with your mental health, one of the healthiest things you can do to try and get better is to go out and see people and do things. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, don't go off to Disneyland when you're <laughs> off sick of work. You know, but, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's helping me. <laughs> but, you know, it's kind of, it's that perception from other people mm. and I one of the comments I've had from a previous manager was that I needed to think about other people's perceptions when I was off sick mm. um, and react to that and that actually quite angered me yeah. because I was like well actually if people are coming to you and saying things like that as a manager shouldn't your role be to say actually that's not anything to do with yeah. you um, but firstly, they're off sick. That's it. Yeah. End of. You don't need to know why. You yeah. don't need to know what they're doing. Yeah. And it's like, but it is that massive perception. If I've been off sick, you know, for a month because I'd broken my leg, mm. I'd have people sending me get well. Yeah. That when I've been off sick for a month because I've done something I shouldn't have done, mm. and people are scared. You don't see anyone. You don't hear from anyone. And it's like. If you were staying in hospital, you wouldn't get visitors. Whereas if you're staying in hospital with a broken leg, yeah, you've got people coming around all the time. And it's, I think there is, it's definitely got better, but I think there is still that element of, I don't know what to do about this, so mm. I'm just going to avoid it. Yeah, And that kind of makes it worse for the person dealing with yeah. it as well. Because you're kind of like, okay, those thoughts of everyone hates me and I'm just a burden to everyone... 
kind of you could do that it feeds into it it and it's kind of like wow that's proof yeah when actually it's more of a it's more them they don't know what to do and how to react it's not because they hate you Mm. (laughs) you know so it's it is interesting especially like the like the work side Mm. i find the the idea, the idea, the idea of HR. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god! I find the idea of HR really interesting because, in my mind, having been someone that has never worked in HR but worked obviously with people that do, their reaction and the way they interact with people is hugely different. And mm. I've seen people that work in a very, let's say, business functional yes. way, and other people. That react in a very human way um and i get that there's there is a crossover and there does need to be yes you are essentially part of the side that is like you are contracted to work this time you need to work this but also short of like unions which some people are part Mm -hmm. of and some aren't um like surely that's the people or the person that you're going to when you have an issue with sickness or illness which mental health is yeah and if you don't feel that they understand or they're welcoming to that then actually who are you going you can't go i anywhere. always felt that they were on the other side of the sort of uh, metaphorical desk mm. to me it was um the manager and hr me yeah um so Although I did have one experience with uh, one HR person who I think, I don't know, but I got the feeling from the conversations we'd had that perhaps she'd had some mental health um, experience in the past, either herself or someone she knew, Mm. I don't know. Because she just seemed more understanding and was more, what can we do to help you be at work? Whereas the other experience I had after that was... If you're off sick in the next three months, then we're going to have to escalate this. And it's like, okay, if I'll just tell my brain, yeah, <laughs> you know, and, it's, don't, and that's just that added pressure. It, and it's like, yeah. actually, you're making it worse. And I understand, like you say, you know, you have to be at work sometimes. But I feel like if someone who had a chronic illness, a chronic physical illness, yeah. they would not sit there and say, you've got to be better next you week. Know, yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know, if you have another episode of, I can't think of anything off yeah. the top of my head now, whatever. but of whatever, yeah. that means that you are bed bound or whatever yeah. for that time, then um, we're going to sack you or whatever. They, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. So why is it okay to say it with mental health? Yeah. It's that crossover as well. I think like the great thing of mental health being spoken about a lot more recently mm. is really, really good. And I think there's almost that push for HR type roles to be like, oh, come and talk to us and essentially try and get in there before there's an issue. Yeah. And it's, while that's good, it's almost the ignorance of, well, we're starting now, we're, we're going to talk to you about this stuff. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but there's people here that already suffer with that. Yeah. That have been here for, like, six months, 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, that haven't been able to come to you with that. And are they suddenly about to come to you with a problem exactly. that they've had for a long time? And you're suddenly now prepared to talk about yeah. it. Um, and I think, like, yeah, that's fine for anyone that joins that organisation now. Because mm. you're now like, oh, yeah, we talk yeah. about this. So that's cool. Um, but anyone that's been there longer, I think that's going to be a lot harder to change. Yeah, in terms of making you, firstly, just an approachable person. Mm. 
that someone's going to come in and sit down and talk to you about something yeah. that they struggle with that maybe they haven't told anyone else. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm going to come and talk to you in this open plan office. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I just think that it's more about... Although a, a lot of the important stuff is about talking about it, it's almost mm. like, well, yeah, we'll talk about it. But it's not around, like, oh, if you've got an issue, this is what we could do. There doesn't seem to be any no. of that. These are the different support systems. Mm. Um, it's just like, a, oh, yeah, we can talk about it now. So <laughs> um, they have... I'm, I'm trying to think carefully how to say this. Um, so where I work, they have something that is done once a week. Okay. Um, and it's supposed to help relieve stress and things. And... It will be things like Nordic walking, yoga before work, and stuff like that. And it's kind of... The environment I work in, lots of people don't have time for a lunch break, (laughs) let alone to go for a Nordic walk. So it kind of feels... To me, whenever I see those things, I think, okay, you've got good intentions, this is in the right way. Perhaps it needs to be rethought a bit, because actually, if someone needs that, when they have their quick bite to eat, yeah. they haven't got time to go trotting off. And it's... Yeah, see, yeah. I think it's, it's that crossover of... Um, like, I've, I haven't worked in places, but I've, I know people that have, where they mm. ha- have had... Um, I think they've usually focused in on sport quite a lot. Mm. But they do a lot of the... They'll f- go for walking just because it's more yeah. inclusive. Um and I'm on that crossover of like, it's really good, and I can understand all the stuff that yeah. they're essentially saying. Like, this is your physical health, it's your mental mm-hmm. health, and all that. that. That's great. And there is that crossover of where people just don't have a lunch break a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, and I think that's almost that then comes back to like another thing that HR should be enforcing. Actually, like for most people, you have a thirty minutes, forty minutes, an hour, mm. where actually you you are meant to be on lunch whether you're yeah. paid for that or not it's meant to be a, yeah. a lunch hour or time or whatever um, and the fact that people don't use that and then would struggle to access a yeah. scheme like that they should be looking at actually look you are meant to be yeah. on your lunch for this 30 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever this is an activity that you will do Yeah. Uh, and it's difficult if people are not paid in that time because yeah. essentially you would then be volunteering yeah um but it should be enforced that actually, as a HR team, we say, this is their lunch break, you have to go and do this. Yeah. In the same way that, like, most places at the start of the year or when you start a job or whatever, it's, here's your desk survey thing. Yeah. How's your chair? How's your screen? And all that rubbish. Yeah. It should be, how often do you take your lunch break? And if the answer is less than four times out of five, then that should be looked at. Yeah. Um, but it won't be. No. And that's that crossover of... Who are HR there for? Yeah, sometimes it's it's difficult to. I mean, I think I. I think I'm probably quite cynical when it comes to that sort of stuff. But I think that's because I've had, more so when I was younger, bad experiences. So when these things are put out now, mm. my attitude is, oh, you're just doing it to tick a box. Yeah. And I kind of. Whilst I think it is good and it's heading in the right direction, I think there's a long way to go in that, okay, you've got that going on. But actually, 
to say a lunch break in that environment yeah. not everyone stops then <laughs> so majority there's actually going to be a very small proportion of people that even if everyone does take their lunch break that will be able to take that and it's kind of I don't know some people as well if they're on their feet all day they're not going to want to go for a walk or lunch yeah. actually that's their downtime yeah, to, sit to sit down, down for half an hour or yeah. you know it's great for the people that are sat at the desk all day yeah. and they're the people that will probably be able to access it because they're more likely to be the ones that can get up I and can, go for a yeah, lunch break yeah. so for those people that's great yeah but for some of the others who are in the highly stressed environment, not saying that people sat at the desk aren't, because yeah. they are, but a different level, kind of stress. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, I probably... It's an opportunity do my for s- improvement. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I put on the review. <laughs> Good start. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I don't know, it's, it's cool to see ideas happen. Yeah. But, um... I guess it comes off of that, like, it don't, not a lot has happened before, and so your first ideas aren't always going to be the best no, ones. No, that's very it's, true. It's do it, work it out, and then see, like you say, yeah. this works for you and not for you, so... Well, I guess, yeah, I mean, that's just generally mental health as well. Like, the yeah. ideas I had when I first was trying to manage it were awful. <laughs> <laughs> they were, like, the worst ideas ever. Tell me about your first experience. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, they're just kind of... They were just things that were making it worse. But I was too young to really kind of see that. So I was like, oh, right, yeah, I'll, I'll go out and I'll drink loads. Or, you know, my, even things like self-harm. It was kind of like, well... That for me, that was never about make. It was always very superficial self harm in that there weren't deep cuts or anything yeah. like that. And it was kind of for me that was something that I could physically see. Yeah. And get out. And that's something that I still struggle with. Mm. I kind of still get. It's almost like the little twitch in the arm of like, go on, you know you want to. Yeah. But it's like I don't do it because that's not going to help and all that does is make me isolate myself more because then I have to start wearing things to cover it up Mm -hmm. and you end up hiding more and more and more and so obviously as I got older although those instincts were there to do those things I was able to go yeah but you know actually did that help yeah no it's going through the process sometimes yeah. as well, isn't it? Of like, and don't get me wrong, it wasn't like I did it once and then the next time I was like, oh no, that no. Didn't work. <laughs> it took probably yeah. about ten years. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I think, like you said, it's people experience stuff in different ways. Yeah. You react to it so differently that you don't know, and then the like so much. I think you're left to basically just work it out on your own, mm, definitely. and that's why you end up in that situation when. Um, you're doing something that isn't like necessarily a positive thing for yeah. you, um, but all you've got to do is like actually this gives me a short term like release. Definitely. So actually, let's stick with this for now. Yeah. When if you were able to talk to more people, you maybe wouldn't. There'd be more options that are available, yeah. or you'd at least feel like if it happens, like actually, are there other things that I could do that would give me this sensation without yeah. um, like the negative side? Yeah. Um, 
But again, like if no one's going to talk to you and you don't feel like you can no. talk to anyone else, it's what do you fall across? And yeah. a lot of the time, I think they are self-damaging yeah. scenarios that we look at. Yeah, because um, you're trying to escape it and it's almost like sometimes if you can... I don't know, maybe part of your brain's like, I create this other problem that yeah. distract from yeah. this and you can focus on doing that because that's something... I think, I don't know if, well, I can't speak for everyone, but for me, I kind of think that I'm someone that I would like to be able to do something about it. That's mm. the thing I struggle most. Yeah. When people say to, I find a lot of people that want to be fixers. Yeah. Like, what can I do to help? Yeah. Give me a new brain? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a bit more, you know. <laughs> I think that's the thing, like, I really more struggled. serotonin or something, you know. <laughs> I really struggled with, uh, especially around, like, getting a diagnosis and you're like, I need to know what it is, so then I can go away and work out what I need yeah. to do so we can start this recovery process. <laughs> yeah. like, it's quite hard to go, oh, okay, these are the things that you struggle with. Um, here's a couple of ideas, but work yeah. it out. You're like, uh, that, that's, okay, this feels very non-structured. Yeah. And that can be really, really difficult because it doesn't give you a clear progress. It's not like, like take these tablets or do this activity and that will work. Yeah. Um, I think you're very much left to, like, trial and error yeah, or stuff. Yeah, definitely. And again, that's still based on you've got to talk about it or listen or go and yeah. search for stuff. And, and if my you medications don't... change more times than I... <laughs> I think I've had a go on all of them <laughs> at some point or another. But again, like I say, it's trial and error. Mm. And that's the difficult part of the whole process because, you know, you could have the same diagnosis for two people. Yeah. And the way they deal with it and what works for them could be completely different. Mm -hmm. So I get as someone trying to treat someone with a mental health issue, illness, that it's difficult. And because they know that they're going to have to do trial and error and they know that that's going to be difficult for Mm. that person. And it's, yeah, it's very much... The whole thing is like that. And for me, I then try and put structure in everything else because I know I can't put structure around that. Yeah. So I'm very much... Like, my brother does... (laughs) I swear sometimes he does it just to annoy me. But he's, like, the opposite to me. He's so laid back. Whereas I'm like, I need to know what time we're doing it, where we're going, what's the plan... You know, I, I've got Christmas sorted before Christmas Day's even finished for that year, you know. Got the following year's presents ready. I'm, I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> yeah, so, I, but, you know, people laugh and like, oh, yeah, so organised that. And it's like, well, actually, for me, I've found that I've gone through the sort of, not disorganised as such, but tried to be a bit more laid back. And actually, mm. for me, that's made me more ill. So if I can put structure everywhere else, it kind of builds those foundations so that when I do sort of fall into a... I don't want to say a low because I hate when yeah. people say depression is low because <laughs> a lot of the time it's not that you feel low, but that's a whole other caption. <laughs> I'm going to go off into a million. But yeah, so when I kind of go into a trough... Um, there's less to crumble beneath me if there's structure everywhere else whereas if that structure's not there 
then I'll crumble further, mm. I think, for me. It's working out, like, the different things that help. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot of people that need that mm. structure. And it's like, yeah, I can be flexible, but I have to be flexible around the structure. Like, yeah. it needs to exist in the first place. Um, and it is interesting when you talk to different people. Like, I've spoken to people before with varying levels of, like, OCD, and I find that mm. really interesting because they'll talk about, oh, this is their symptoms and... Um, they'll have a reaction to seeing something in a certain place or yeah. how it's been affected by the air or different people. Mm. Um, and I, I'm like, it's really not that strange. A lot of the stuff that they think are things I think too. Yeah. But the difference is that I am not, I say the name, I'm not going to obsess over it. Like, I yeah. can go, actually, I don't like that. I'd really rather it hadn't, but okay. Yeah. Um, or it might even annoy me for a little while, but I'm not going to sit there and it's not going to like keep hitting me and hitting yeah. me and hitting me. And I think sometimes it's like people get into that thing of like, uh, it means you're, if, like you say, if you've got depression, you're always sad. If you've yeah. got OCD, everything has to be like neat lines or you don't like dirt. And I'm like, yeah. there's so much within that, that actually it's just an elevated reaction to something like we all get sad. Yeah. Like that's, that's not a weird thing to say. But that's the difference is that it's well. part of how you feel. Yeah. Like if you're sad all the time, you might have depression. Yeah. If you're happy most of the time, you could still be affected by that. Yeah. And it is it's gonna be different for different people, but you're not gonna get that until mm. you start to look through okay, the name or the label it's just a name, like yeah. it's the symptoms and you can have those without having the illness. Yeah. But you're gonna be affected by that. Yeah, and it's varying levels of yeah. that as well. Like so for me, depression doesn't necessarily mean sad, but I kind of it's almost like the colour goes from life, I think is probably the easiest mm. way. So I don't necessarily always feel sad, but I'll feel numb. Or like heavy, as in everything feels like such an effort to mm-hmm. like. Even if it's just you know, walk from my bedroom to the sofa, it's like oh, I just don't know if I can. Mm-hmm. And that people are like oh yeah, you're feeling a bit low, and you're like yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, just can't. I can't. I can't even just go yeah. in. But I think that that's part of the stigma that's still there because as you were saying with OCD where mm. people have got things of that what oh, needs to be neat lines you see things of like means of like oh tag someone with OCD who won't like this yeah. and you're like oh god you're trivialising it so much yeah and it's just ridiculous and I just I really feel where are the memes with the bold people that say tag someone that might have cancer yeah exactly <laughs> and it's kind of like well that people would be like oh god why would anyone do that and yeah you shouldn't (laughs) but why is it okay to do it with a mental health thing you know and it's I mean I haven't actually seen one this year but I'm sure there is one but most Halloween I see some shop does some form of really inappropriate mental health <laughs> outfit and you're just like really do you get people dressed like yeah. dressing up with you know oh yeah they've got cancer here's your halloween yeah. outfit no it's inappropriate there shouldn't be one yeah but 
think we all got caught up with Anne Frank this year. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, why is that a Halloween costume? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it is a perception as well, isn't it? I think that's only hindered by not talking about stuff. Yeah. I think actually a lot of the time that mental health is covered, it's covered by, um, up until recently, um, people that have done something wrong, they've got a mental health disorder. Um, and that's the only time you ever see it yeah. really mentioned. Uh, yeah, so then the perception is the perception people is with mental health yeah. are going to cause, not cause, um, commit crime, crime or whatever, yeah. when actually the statistics show that they're more likely to be yeah. a victim. Yeah. And it's just like... Why I just don't understand why it's not. It's something that I feel so strongly about, but mm. I kind of I'm part of the problem because yeah. I don't talk about it probably as much as I should. But then that's because it's, of the negative yeah. experiences that I've had when I've tried when I was younger. Things have moved forward a bit, but I, I kind of I think every now and then I kind of dip my toe a bit, yeah. and I'm like, it's oh. working out. I think. It's it's a couple. It's working out what you're comfortable with. Yeah. And I think a lot of the times, like I will, like I'll beat myself up the same as you. It's like oh, I don't do enough. Yeah. Like, sometimes it's realizing that you don't have to talk to everyone about everything. Yeah. And it's not until like someone said that to me, and I was like, well, yeah, obviously, because like you're not going to go and talk to someone about like your digestive system, <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, it's the same. Like actually, yeah. I don't just. Because I don't go and talk to everyone about everything, that's okay. Yeah. And I'm like suddenly thinking, oh, actually, it's okay that you've got like certain friends that you'll talk to about things mm -hmm. in, in more depth. And you'll, yeah, you will have something. You're just, okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sad. Okay, yeah. yeah. And you'll have other, and it's not about beating yourself up that you didn't talk to that person about it. Yeah. Like, yes, maybe the opportunity was there, but it doesn't, just because the opportunity's there doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that can be quite a big thing. Um, and I think more recently as well like we see more like celebrities or famous mm. people talking about mental health and that's great because it gets a bit more yeah. positive coverage but for me personally like I don't really associate with that like, I don't follow a lot of like tv no. and magazines and stuff like that so the fact that this actor or this singer has come out and spoken about something that happened to them 10 years ago really isn't a big thing for me like yeah, yeah it's cool that you're talking about an eating disorder or whatever mm. um and I like that, but I'm not hugely connecting with your story. No. Um, and I think sometimes that's where it's nice to have people that are not regular people. Yeah. That are talk about actually like this is my experience. Sometimes it's from a situation where they have improved their mental health. Sometimes mm. it isn't. Yeah. And like actually we're just talking about it, and it's okay to say like this isn't exactly where I want to be, or yeah. actually I'm really pleased with where I am now. Like we're just going to talk about it. Mm. Um, and I think that's a big thing of just actually we start to normalise that as a conversation, yeah, even if it's just between like the people that are talking. So even if it's just yeah. between us now, like actually, hopefully it helps you and it helps me. Yeah. So that like next time the opportunity comes, it's a little bit easier to talk about, or we feel like actually, um, like tomorrow you think actually yesterday, like I was able to sit down and talk about like mental health and it was yeah. like a normal thing and. Like, yeah, we both won't get it 100%, but we'll, we both know that we're not yeah, going to get it 100%, exactly. and that's okay. Yeah. Rather than, oh, I saw so-and-so, it was really cool, we had a catch-up, and I said, yeah, like, I've had a couple of bad days, but 
oh, it wasn't that amazing or whatever. And yeah. you skip over it quite quickly. Yeah. I think it is nice just to sit down sometimes and give time to what is a big part of our lives and does affect us. See, I think I've, I've had it referred to before as a high-functioning depression. Yep. In that, like this week, I have been to the point where I just kind of think, oh, I'll just take all the medication I have. And not like, it's always a fleeting thought. It's not kind of a, I'm actually going to do it. Yeah. And it's, I mean, in the past there's been times where I have. Mm. But I kind of have got to that stage now where I can recognise that it's that I want an escape. Um, and so there's times where I feel like I'm going to crumble and it feels like someone has got your... It's just squeezing the pressure more and more and more. And... But I bet if you asked any of the people I've seen this week, they wouldn't have even thought yeah. I was... They're like, yeah, she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. You yeah. know, like, yeah, she seems quite upbeat, you yeah. know. And it's... And I think that's kind of part of what I was saying about that mask thing of it kind of helps me function a bit as well because by having to put that mask on of, mm. oh, yeah, everything's fine, mm. it helps me get to work, it helps me do that. But at the same time, when I get home from work, I am absolutely exhausted yeah. because it's kind of like, okay... You've been acting all day. I've been acting all day. <laughs> and then you're kind of... I become less social and people are like, oh, you know, it's not good to be on your own too much. Which it, I agree, you mm. know, there, there is a level of where you don't need to isolate yourself. But actually, for me... But I've enjoyed this time to myself, but it has been three months. <laughs> yeah, I should probably go outside yeah. now. But it's kind of like, well, actually, I need that evening mm. when I come home because if I go round to your house or whatever, as much as I want to see you and spend time with you... I just don't have the energy to keep that yeah. on for another few hours. Mm. And sometimes I can, sometimes yeah. uh, I can't. So, and it's really difficult, I think, sometimes I find anyway, mm. when it comes to plans, to sort of say, actually, I really don't feel well enough. Yeah. I feel like I have to have a different yeah. reason. Because I'm not a flaky person and mm. I don't like... Flaky. Yeah, it's it takes the structure away from things, <laughs> and it's like so. I feel like I have to have an actual reason, otherwise people would judge me. Mm. And I think a lot of the stigma of mental health that I've experienced, I've carried that. And although it's not there as much now, mm. for me it is because I've I've not let it go. I yeah. still carry it, and I apply it to other people, even if they don't have it. Yeah. So it's, yeah. It is a hard. I think I've had times when, I feel it more because like you, like I won't want to be like, yeah, but I'm not actually ill though, am I? Yeah. So I'll I'll still go to something and it'll be like, okay, I've parked the car, I'm outside. Now I'm really stressed about it because now I know I really shouldn't be here. Yeah. But like, I feel all the stuff that I felt at home, plus I'm now actually here. Yeah. So what are you fucking about? Like just go in. <laughs> yeah. Um... And I think I, I do get to the stage where I'm, I'm gradually getting better at the, okay, it's enough now, like, I need to leave. Yeah. Um, I'm still pretty crappy at the, like, they're not going in the first place. Yeah. But I'm getting better at the, right, okay, it's 
been like a couple of hours actually that's enough like I can't I'm much better off leaving yeah um and I feel the pressure a bit less then because I'm like I have come yeah and I've been it's not like I've just turned up for 10 minutes like I've been here for a while and I, I just need to leave now yeah um and I'm getting better at that being able to say actually that's enough for mm-hmm. me um it's difficult though when you're out in like a group yeah. and everyone's like, oh no, why are you going? Yeah. Stay out, stay out. And you're like, no, I really need to go. Yeah. And then that's, for me, that's when I feel like, it's, I think it's because I find it really hard to say, no, yeah. I need to do this. I feel like I have to have a justification yeah. instead of just saying, no, actually, I'm really not feeling it. Because yeah. then you think, oh, now I've got to go down like a whole yeah. route of... I'm much yeah. more... I'm almost more prepared to make myself be the arse and I'll be like, I just want to go. It won't be a case of, actually, do you know what, like, I really don't feel great now. Yeah. Um, Like, I'm kind of really struggling to keep it together. It'll be, actually, no, I'm just, I'm tired. Oh, I just want to go. I'd rather be an arse than actually get into it and say, like, this is why I want to go. Um, Or this is why I feel I need to go. Um, And, like... It's all the steps, yeah. I guess, isn't it? Like, it's getting better. I can leave, but I'm still not being honest as to why I'm leaving. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm the same. I, I'm, I can leave now, whereas yeah. before, I would just... <laughs> like, let's like, stay here till the end. <laughs> yeah, stay to the bitter end. Yes. Otherwise, they'll all judge me, and then they won't invite me again. And, and you've yeah. stayed longer than most people. Yeah. <laughs> I could <laughs> have left. Um, but it's kind of... I will be like, oh... I've got work in the morning, but you don't work weekends. Yeah, yeah but this weekend, <laughs> yeah. I've got work in the morning, you know, or, oh, I've got to drive, so, you know, oh, yeah. I'll just end up making up stuff. And I'm just thinking, why are you doing that? Why can't you, these are the people that you socialise with all the time. Why can't you just say to them, mm. actually, I've reached my limit, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going now. It's really hard, because I've got, um, I was talking to... Um, Colin that I went out with last okay. night and we were talking about some stuff and um, we were talking about uh, one of our friends that has started to like not come along to things mm. and I said it's really annoying I said but I said I had I've had periods where I'll like constantly not go to stuff yeah and I said but I do I still want people to invite me I said I yeah. want to know like that they're thinking about you that they still want to include you yeah that it's not going to be like a oh, if you're suddenly open to going, you have to make a real effort to ask yeah. to go. Like, the invite is still there. Um, so I said, I appreciate that. I said, but at the same time, I would always say, I can't come, or or possibly I don't want to. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't, like, not reply. Yeah. And I said, the issue I've got is, like, we know someone just won't reply to stuff. Yeah. And I said, you're in that in-between where I know there can be lots of different reasons as to why they're not coming to stuff, and you want to reach out. Yeah. Said, but at the same time... Just because that's my experience, it doesn't mean that that's yeah. their experience. I said, maybe they just don't want to hang out with us. Yeah, maybe they just <laughs> don't like you. Maybe they are an arse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, it could, but it could be that there's something going on and yeah. we're not aware of that. Um, and I said, it's where, where do you get to that stage when you're like, actually, um, like when, when do you get like, actually this person maybe isn't as much of a friend yeah. And there's other stuff going on in their life. And I said, like, that happens all the time. Yeah. But because we are more aware of some things, you start to think about stuff a bit more, which we probably should. Yeah. But at the same time, don't be close to the fact that actually some relationships do just change. Yeah, And definitely. there's nothing wrong with that. Um, 
And it's kind of gauging that. And it's yeah, like, is it just a change of the yeah. dynamics? Or is, and like, actually, you know, we're just not as close as we were yeah. before, and there isn't a need, or they don't have a desire to do that. And that's yeah. completely okay. Um, and just because I feel like I would be able to say, actually, do you know what? Like, I'm all up for doing a catch-up or whatever, but I, I can't do it now. Or I don't yeah. Know, rather than just, like, not reply for ages, or say, yeah, 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 and then drop out. It's really hard yeah. to work that out. Um... But I don't know if we think about it more just because yeah. we're aware of other bits. See, I kind of find that I'm... I don't know, I overthink... I tend... I think... Where I was saying earlier, like, the fixer type thing, I kind of have this... I can't fix myself, so I'll try and fix everyone else. Mm. So I then end up kind of feeling resentful. I don't know if resentful's too strong, maybe. But that sort of feeling towards some people, because I think, oh my God, I really went out on a limb for you, and you can't yeah. even, like, I've tried to reach out, <laughs> and you can't even respond, or, you know, if I'm having a time of crisis, I've had one friend tell me before, <laughs> oh, it's really hard when you're feeling low there, because you're really hard work, <laughs> and I was like, great, great, okay. I'm not sharing with you again. <laughs> yeah. And it's kind of like, oh my gosh, like, I don't think you realise mm. how much effort it took me to get here yeah. for you to tell me that I'm hard yeah. work. I go- I know it's hard work, yeah. but I can assure you it's much harder work for me than it is I think for you. it is having that understanding and, like, the communication isn't, because, yeah. like, like you say, if someone said, oh, it's really hard work being there for you, actually, yeah, it is. Yeah. Like, and I, I'm open to talking about that. Yeah. But it's the assumption that I'll... It's all the hard work to be there, and it's not hard work to be in the experience where you're actually feeling yeah. that. But you can go and leave. Yeah, and it's that crossover. <laughs> I'm still left yeah. with this. Because I've had the conversation with somebody else before where they were like, oh, like I got really upset after I saw you in a certain way, mm. um, and like it really affected me for like the next couple of days, and it was yeah. really difficult, and I struggled to work. And I'm, like, I'm really, really sorry it was like that. Yeah. And um, I completely appreciate that that's affected you like that for that mm. period. But... That was for a couple of days. Yeah. And, like, imagine that being, like, week after week after week. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it's that scope. But until you have the conversation, mm. there isn't that understanding. And I think it is quite hard because you think, oh, if I'm there for you, I'm the one, arguably, I'm the one without a problem and you've got a problem. Yeah. So I'm the one putting on all the work to be there for you. And it's not the... Actually, if you're the person with a problem or an issue, you're still experiencing all of that. It's not yeah. like, oh, it's just happening, but you're experiencing that. It's, um, it's, yeah, I don't know. I can't think of a good analogy. Yeah. But I, I kind of feel like people expect there to be an end of like, oh, you're okay now. Yeah. It's kind of a bit of what you were saying earlier, where if you sort of post something or whatever yeah. about how it's been crap today or whatever yeah. and you're like actually it's crap all the time yeah. but it's also the flip as well of like you might have a crap day and you post something that's a bit funny or whatever and people are like oh they're okay now that's great yeah. Yeah. okay I don't need to worry about them yeah. and it's not that you want people to worry about you yeah. but it's kind of like just because I've done one th- posted yeah. one thing yeah. or said something or like in this five seconds I was okay. Yeah. It was five <laughs> seconds I was able to laugh at that. Yeah. Um, 
now it's back. Yeah, and then someone's like, well, that covers them for the next two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it feels like that. And I find myself sometimes kind of really thinking about what I post and what I say because I think it can look contradictory. Like mm. I might try and reach out to someone and then they'll go on Instagram or something and be like, what? Yeah. That totally contradicts what you've yeah, just, just said. said. And it's like, but actually, you know, social media yeah. is not a reflection <laughs> of real life. Uh, anyone who still thinks it is. Yeah. Or it is, but like one of, three, one of those yeah. like circus mirrors. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, you know, it's, it's the highlight reel. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's very difficult, I think, on both sides, because I'm reluctant to share with people because I don't want them to worry about me or to have those few days. Mm. But then at the same time, I need to share with someone. Yeah. So it's, and you almost end up, you end up with a, well, I've ended up with a very small friendship group who I know that there, there's probably two or three that I could open up to, mm. but there's a part of me that's actually, like I say, I water it down yeah. because I think, gosh, the pool's become two or three people now. I don't want to lose anyone else. Yeah. And when you do lose someone, it's kind of, you could think, oh God, I've scared them off, mm. or like, oh, I really need to not open up, and you end up going backwards. And I think the conversation needs to be had at a younger age of actually, you know, it is okay. Yeah. I mean, there's some adverts at the moment where there's these guys like, oh, if you see your friend acting differently, and okay, I'm just yeah. kind of like, okay, that's a start. Yeah. I think it's like they all come out and they go they're, he's a mechanic or something they yeah, got yeah, him in the boxing yeah, ring yeah, and yeah. it's like okay I quite like that they've done it with men because men are more likely to not speak yeah. to each other but also at the same time it's kind of like hmm, they're adults you need to get it from a young age because that's when you're mm values and opinions are really formed yeah. of like your baseline of them mm. and your opinions yeah of course are going to change but your core values will always be there and so if you can kind of form them of actually it's okay to speak about these things and if your friend comes to you and says this yeah you know it's like actually not go tell a teacher yeah that's you know I think it, actually, it is a big crossover yeah and you're right it's there's a lot at the younger age that needs to happen like I I, I think I know like the adverts that you're talking about yeah and like I while I then they're not something I, I'm not a huge I would have liked something slightly different yes but I really like what it's aiming for yeah and I think um it is a big thing of like, men don't talk about it. Mm. Um, and I know, even, like, with my experience, like, I feel so much more comfortable talking to, um, like, a girl about it than a boy. Yeah. And I think it's that context of, like, actually, like, men don't talk about that. And mm. I'm like, you you still, even when it's a, you still hold it in yeah. you. 
I'm like, I still stigmatise it in my head. Because I've got male friends that have been like, let's sit down and let's talk about it. And a couple of them I have been able to. And then some I still can't. Yeah. And it's not because, like, they're a good friend. I've known them for a long time. Like, you trust them. And I know they're not going to judge me. Mm. And we would talk about pretty much anything else. But for whatever reason, I still just can't quite get there. And I think it it's it is probably just that it's inbred in yeah, you. Yeah, that's the that core from a young age. If you want to talk about like your thoughts and your feelings and stuff, you go to mum. Yeah. And then so it's associated with that's a feminine thing. And yeah. Thoughts and feelings are feminine. So if you really have to, you talk to them about that. Yeah. Um. So I, I appreciate the like. It's not just it's a male talking about it. It's a male talking to other males. Yeah. And I think that is really good. And I think that does need to happen. But you're right, a lot of it, again, comes back to that education side of getting people to be able to talk about different things. Mm. Um, And that's really important because it's not about, um, like, oh, this person has depression, this is the symptom. It's like, actually, like, you're a young child, like, let's talk about what's your day been like, how's that made you feel? Yeah. Like, what's made you feel good or what's made you feel sad? And we can talk about this made me feel not happy and this is yeah. why and this is how it affected me or this made me feel really good and this is why and um, being open to saying actually like I wasn't happy or that made me yeah. feel like that or that I was really angry. afraid yeah. by that or I've been really ru- uh, worried <laughs> I've been really worried <laughs> about this or I've been yeah. thinking about this quite a lot and you can start to talk about, like, why some things happen. Yeah, I don't remember any that. of that sort of stuff See, happening at school. I remember we had, like, these PSHE classes, but they were... Ne- mm, it was like, don't take drugs. Yeah. And even that was like... It wasn't about the effects the drugs will have and how that could affect your life. It was, Just this drug it. is a class A. Yeah. This drug... And if you get caught with it, you'll spend <laughs> this many years in... It was, it was yeah. very factual it wasn't like actually people take this drug because they want to get like you know say ecstasy people who take this drug um it tends to be for the party scene because it makes them feel this way yeah but actually these are the dangers of Mm. taking it and it can lead to this and it can have this effect on your lifestyle so giving actually like full picture like obviously i'm not gonna be like Oh yeah, what they should say in school is if they take this drug, they'll have an awesome party. <laughs> you know, that's obviously not the message that yeah. they want to send across. I but I think the education side as well, like a big thing for me, is like the sexual health stuff, and it's mm. kind of like there's loads of stuff. And I know it was look, there was a Channel Four program. I can't think of what the lady's name is, but she did a few programs um, where they looked at um, they looked at like revenge porn, um, consent. Uh, like the image of young females and a few yeah. there's a few different episodes and that idea that actually we should be talking about sex as a subject mm. pretty much from primary school definitely I At agree primary school we're obviously not going to be saying this is a penis this is a vagina no but you're talking about What's essentially communication yeah. and relationships and that needs to start at a really early age and to me that's a really natural fit with like the PSHE yeah. with mental health and all of that non-academic type stuff that actually if education is meant to be prep for life or prep for work these are all things that are going to affect people's lives and work experience so why not give them the best preparation rather than oh I'm not an expert at mental health I'm not an expert at 
like sex or relationships actually um, the main part is just talking about it yeah and allowing people Opening to say conversation this might be right it might be wrong actually we can think different things and that's okay yeah. rather than get into that but mindset even if it gets of, open a debate between like you know one person says oh yeah but that's okay to do and then yeah. someone else like, no that's really not mm. that's opened up a conversation okay why do you think that's okay because X, Y, Z. Why do you think that's not okay? Because X, Y, Z. Okay. But can you, you yeah. know, if from that point of view, can you see, you know, can you understand, can how you understand why yeah. they've got to that thing? And yeah. sometimes the answer is going to be no. Yeah. Because sometimes you're going to be like, really? Yeah. But actually just opening the conversation completely. Because I think our sex education was one of our teachers putting a condom on a cucumber or banana or something and it's like yeah. that you know really I, yeah. that's embarrassing for them they don't want to be yeah. doing it actually the conversation that needs to be had was it was at an age where people were having house parties and you know people were experimenting around yeah. sex and all this you know foreplay and stuff like that and actually what needed to be happened was they needed to although they obviously you're not going to encourage that sort of stuff but they need to go well, hang on a minute okay you shouldn't be drinking because you're mm. 14 or 15 or whatever or older or whatever yeah. and you know ideally you wouldn't be doing this stuff but it is happening yeah so instead of going well actually because you're not 16 you shouldn't be doing it or 18 you shouldn't be drinking so let's not talk about that yeah Instead of going, well, actually, this is the law, as in, like, you know, mm. you have to be 16 or whatever. But if you are going to experiment, you need to make sure that you're both happy and these are the ways that you can communicate that to each other. And it's just kind of like, that doesn't happen. Because I can think back, the girls would get really drunk, the guys would be really drunk. So mm. there was definitely... There would have been things going on that yeah. people weren't happy about or the next day thought, oh, God, I really wish, you know. I think I've spoken to people before and they said they felt, I want to say it's like in my head I've got like year nine or year ten or something. Yeah. Um, and they had like some sort of sex ed. They were like, I could have told the teacher more than yeah, what they were telling me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. like, that, can you imagine going into a maths class and feeling like you could teach the teacher? Yeah. And like, it shouldn't, that's not really helping anyone. No. And if the purpose is to actually teach them something, then it should be a professional in the classroom. So it needs to be like a sexual health practitioner yeah. or someone from NHS or whatever. Yeah. If it's uh, actually what we need is for our young people to be aware of things like consent and condoms. Yeah. Actually, yeah, like a teacher could do that. Yeah. But it's being happy that they're comfortable with one, being in that situation, and two, they're happy to say, I could get asked a question and I don't know the answer to it. Yeah. And that's completely okay because I'm a maths teacher, not a sexual health practitioner. Yeah. And it's being like that. And I think sometimes that's why you see a lot of people shy away from stuff like sex and mental health because they're like, oh my God, it's not something, this isn't my job. I'm, yeah. I don't know, I'm a lollipop person or yeah. I'm a banker. Like I'm not someone that sits down and talks to young people about this or mm. sits down to talk to anyone about these topics. I think actually we're not, talking or asking you to be an expert or not coming to yeah. you um to ask you for like what should my medication be for my mental health yeah actually i'm just coming to say like this is what's going on 
and wanting to chat about it. And I think it's it's getting to that stage where people are comfortable to be in a situation where yeah, you can be wrong and you cannot understand, and that's okay. Yeah, it's the there isn't an answer. Yeah. It's that horrible thing of it. It's a taking part. Just take part <laughs> in the conversation. Yeah. And that is the best thing. But I think, you know, things like sex education and the stuff full of, like, PSHE and drugs and what have you, mm. that is linked to mental health as well. I mean, your whole... Everyone has mental health. Yeah, yeah. Whether they have a mental health illness or they or, don't. Yeah. Everyone has mental health. And they are linked in because... People who have mental health illnesses will often have, um, will go down the route of experimenting with drugs, and the way they perceive sex can be related to their mental health in terms of how they might be more promiscuous mm. or I think it's the opposite, that, and it's uh, like actually looking um, at that. Like the self medication, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. they say, like, oh, it could be with drink, it could be with drugs, it could be with. Um, I th- oh, I forget what it is. It's like just generally, like your behaviour can be more yeah. risky, um, and then that kind of covers the like the promiscuous sex yeah. and things like that. And it's not that everyone or that most people will do that, but a lot of people will fit into that yeah. somewhere. And but I also think that you can help potentially, and you're not going to get everyone prevent someone from going down that road because mm. I've had to go at a few of mm. them. And I think perhaps if I'd have more of an understanding of it, yeah. I might still have gone down that road. Yeah. However, I when I didn't physically wake up one day and go, right, okay, this is what I'm going to do, because yeah. that will sort me out. But I would have had perhaps more of an understanding. So there might have been more of that conscious clicking of, mm. actually, this might not lead down... You know, you might have been able to recognise that you were doing that behaviour yeah. sooner yeah. because you were aware that that was a behaviour yeah, that yeah. kind of makes sense. Whereas some, It can not... be that there's something in there that you want, you're not getting. So yeah. is it that from, like, are you drinking a lot more actually because you need to be around people yeah. and you want to release? Could you do that through being around people and doing something else? Yeah. If it's, like, the promiscuous sex, is it actually you really feed off of, you just need that connection with someone? Yeah. Could you get that from, like... Uh, I don't know, like a talking therapy or yeah. having someone that you can have physical contact with that's not a sexual relationship yeah. or something like that. Um, and I think sometimes it's just recognising what's going on. Yeah. And a lot of the time, you're never going to know that as the person because you're so kind yeah. of involved in that. And if you don't have a support network around you, then who's going to tell you that behaviour has exactly. changed? Um, and that can be really different because... I think a lot of us will isolate ourselves. Yeah. So then who are the people that are around you that are going to notice that change? Well, no one. Yeah. So you're going to be so far into that for so long... Yeah. ...before anyone says, actually... Yeah. And I think, like, if that conversation is had when you're younger, you might even recognise it yourself beforehand. Like, you're not going to recognise it before you do it, obviously. But it might be that, I don't know, a month in or something, you think, oh, hang on a minute, actually, I've been doing this for a while now... Hmm, okay. Mm. Rather than, you know, a year down the line and it's had a real detrimental effect on you um, because you haven't really had that process to recognise what you're doing. Mm. And I'm not saying, like I said, I'm not saying that everyone would be able to do that because 
you're not. Like, you can get really deep into these things and not know these changes. Um, and I think sometimes you don't recognise them, even when people say to you. Mm. Um, when I was at uni, I can remember one of the, the girls sitting me down saying, look, we don't want to live with you next year. Um, it's really hard living with you. And I was thinking, I don't know. Like, even now, I mean, now when I look back, I think... Well, they really went about that the wrong way. But, <laughs> um, I was kind of like, I don't understand. Like, but what why? I'm doing yeah. is not affecting you. Yeah. I don't really... My behaviour is not different. Yeah. But actually, when I look back on it, it really was. Mm. But I was far, in far, far too deep yeah. to recognise that. So I was like, oh, my God, what a load of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. Um, but... I still don't really agree with the way they went about it, yeah. but I can kind of... That's, I guess, where the communication comes up. Yeah. Like, they're like, okay, that's behaviour or an attitude that we don't want to be around. Yeah. But not able or not confident enough to say, actually, there's an issue here. Yeah. Or is there a way that we can help or is there something yeah. going on that we can talk about rather than just let it get to a stage where oh, now we're at a time when a decision's being made. Actually, our decision is just to leave. Yeah. Um, rather than earlier on saying, like, always oh, there's something that we yeah. can do or talk about as a a friend, a co-worker, just someone yeah. that knows you, even an acquaintance. Yeah. Like, is there something going there on? Like, if I've recognised it... Yeah. When I, when if I there's enough to recognise, yeah. it's got to be noticeable. Yeah. Like, it was completely from... When I first met them at uni, to that point, that was two different people mm. because I was in very different um, peaks and troughs of my depression. Yeah. And that was definitely at one of my worst points at that time when they said that to me. And like I say, I couldn't recognise it, but if they'd had... Not just them personally, I mean... But if, if someone... If, if yeah. someone had been able to open up that conversation, it might have been different. Mm. Maybe. Probably not. You never know. <laughs> but you, you never, never know. know. You never know. Yeah. It's all about talking more, isn't it? Yeah, so. definitely. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to get a dead leg. I feel like oh. it's this one all the time. <laughs> need to shuffle around. Me. Oh, no, but it's so comfortable. I'm really um. trying hard not to like get snuggly in the corner. Oh, you can. It's fine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm comfortable now. <laughs> Do you want a blanket? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, dear. No, it's nice just to, like, sit and chat about it, I think. Yeah. Um, you don't get a chance to a lot of the time, I think. Mm. And it's... I found it, like, really interesting the people that I've been able to talk to. Yeah. Um, like, one of the guys that I sat down and spoke to for... I think we probably sat down and spoke for a couple of hours in the end. And it all came from, like, he sent me a message. Um, well, he sent me an email. Uh, and he was, like, basically, like, how are you doing? And we hadn't spoken for maybe just over a year. Yeah. Um, and then I sent one back and just said, like, basically a load of stats mm. gone on. And he was like, oh, let's we'll meet up and sit down and have a chat. And then it was really nice because I was like, right, 
the purpose of us meeting up is essentially to talk about this stuff. Yeah. Um, but we both already know, like, we've both been affected by stuff. Mm. So we're not going for a big reveal. <laughs> like, yeah. We both already know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that was really nice because we were able to sit there and, um, like, talk it out and talk about a load of other crap as well. Mm. And that was really nice and really comfortable. And I think as well, the fact that it was... It was just two of us. Like, yeah. it's not a group thing. Even if there's three of you, it can be quite yeah. difficult because you've got to be equally comfortable with both people. Mm. Um, and sometimes there is an element of, like, while you're listening, you want to share. And I yeah. think it helps both of you think, oh, it's not like the spotlight's on me. Mm. Um, and it, I just, I don't know, I feel like it's easier when someone else is able to add in. Yeah, definitely. Because it feels a bit more like a conversation rather than, oh, this is me talking about my issues. Yeah. Um, I think also it doesn't feel so scary because you're kind of like, well, at least someone, even if they haven't experienced it in the same way, Yeah. we're coming from the same... We've both got an understanding. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know I won't get it 100% and you know I won't get it 100%, but mm. the fact that we both know that means that there's a yeah. base understanding of I've got an idea It it's also like the conversation you're not having to sort of explain yeah. as much yeah because you know that there there is that They've base got, level yeah. of understanding yeah yeah oh I am comfortable <laughs> it is a comfortable sofa it's good <laughs> Um, is there any stuff that you particularly wanted to mention or include? I don't think so. I feel like we've had a really good chat. Yeah. I've enjoyed it. Me too. No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not moving. <laughs> I do think sometimes it's just making like the time as well mm. to sit down and talk about stuff. Yeah. Um, and I've had a couple of times when Oh, I remember going round to one of my friends' house, and I was like, oh, in my mind, I was like, "This is gonna, we're gonna have to talk about it." Yeah. And I think I'd I'd pulled out of doing a couple of things with him, and I was like, it's, "I need to sort of say why." Yeah. Um, and I remember going in, and we had like that natural—I don't know, natural is the right word—but go in the door, and he was like, oh, "Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Yeah. And I'm like. Like, that's a question that I want to be able to answer. Yeah. I'm not going to answer it when I walk in the door. No. And I, I just beat myself up for about half an hour because, like, that was my chance. Yeah. Um, and, like, I was around there for probably, oh, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half. Mm. And then it got to the stage where I was like, oh, I was kind of leaving. Well, it was in my mind, like, yeah. it's now the time when I'm leaving. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I was like, I now don't want to talk about it because I'm about to leave. Yeah. Um, and I don't, like, it's, I don't want to, like, drop that and then run out. Yeah. And at the same time, I can't remember what was happening. Like, I don't have time or they don't have time or mm. there isn't time to get into it. Yeah. It's not something you can just be like, oh, by the yeah. way, anyway, see you yeah. next week. Um, and it just made it really awkward. And I think, I guess everyone kind of gets an experience like that at some yeah. stage and you're like, so what, like, sometimes it just doesn't happen, mm. um, and that's okay, and I think I did, 
Um, I think I went round for dinner maybe a, like a month later, mm. and we had a a bit of a chat about it. And yeah. like it's not in depth, but they knew that, that something was yeah. going on. Um, and like that was good. That was then able to happen, but. It's just, I think it's sometimes it's almost that self-acceptance side yeah. as well of being able to say, um, it's not going to happen every time. Every time yeah. you want to sit down and talk with someone, it's not going to happen. Mm. And that's okay. Yeah. But then I, th- I think that can feel quite lonely sometimes. Mm. In that you think, oh God, I've got, I really need to have an outlet. Yeah. And I just don't know where... Because I feel conscious of like always going to the same person because I think oh, I don't want them to think that it's just it's cons- a lot. You feel like it's a lot to unload on yeah. the same person. Yeah. And then I think my thing is as well of like mine is probably as much like, like it is that it mm. is that I don't want to unload all on one person, but it's also like for me it's the. I don't want to like invest that much or trust. Mm in that one person because like if yeah. that person goes and they are my coping mechanism then I'm fucked yeah yeah so I feel I guess more comfortable with like the little bits here and there yeah because if any of those people go actually like I've still got other people mm. that are around me and it doesn't feel like oh that one person I talked to is now gone yeah um, but that has meant that like some of the people that I have talked to and have shared a lot with I then quite naturally sort of start to push away yeah. because I'm like I don't I can't have you be that person yeah because I'm just not prepped for that um, and so that can be the downside of that mm. as well yeah although I kind of try not to unload the same person I tend I still find myself doing it mm. um which like earlier in the year, someone that I'd always turn to just went mm. and hadn't spoken to me. And I found that really difficult because um, it was at a time when I really needed yeah. a friend. Um, and they were someone that I naturally turned to quite a lot. And I thought we were really good friends. I thought we were friends for life, basically. Yeah. So that almost felt like a breakup relationship as well of like yeah um but then I was like oh god that means it's almost like when you start a new therapy you think oh god the first session yeah I've got to give them like a 20 year backstory yeah <laughs> you know so it's just like <laughs> just read the notes <laughs> yeah <laughs> can I just start saying from now yeah but yeah it's kind of I do quite try and spread it, mm. spread the load, but at the same time, there are people that you just naturally feel more comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then there's people that you learn not to share yeah. with because yeah. you just think, well, actually, it's not going to happen. It's not like, going to happen. Yeah. The the response I get is not one that is helpful, so it's not beneficial to either party. Yeah. It's only going to be a negative outcome, so I'd yeah, actually rather still yeah. be casual friends. Yeah. Rather than have a go at, like, opening up and basically ruin the relationship. Yeah, so exactly. It's not always, I don't know, sometimes we're harder on the other people than they would be. Mm. 
but at the same time it's about self-preservation yeah definitely it's you've out. got to protect yourself yeah, as well I think so challenge mm. So, yeah, there wasn't really an end to our conversation. Like We carried on talking a couple of times after stopping, so that kind of seemed like the best place to uh, to stop the episode. Um, yeah, if, I don't know. It feels weird when you don't have like an actual ending to it when you look back, but I guess that's how normal conversations happen, I suppose. <laughs> um, a big thank you to all of you guys for listening in. A big thank you to Lydia for coming on to the podcast. Uh, I look forward to the next episode that I get to share with you guys. Um, I know there's a couple of uh, episodes left to record before Christmas. Um, so I look forward to recording those, but also sharing them with you guys. Uh, please do remember, you're not alone out there. <laughs>